0: Is this live? Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, we are, are you ready? Come in. Welcome to another edition of Amp Radio, another MMA podcast, and we're coming at you live and unedited from the Amp Radio studio in Danville, California. We're coming to the aftermath that was UFC Fight Night 147, Till versus Masvidal. Yeah. Let's hit it, Proteus get into this because it's also known as the Michael Bisting night, as he was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know what we haven't heard in a long time, Proteus? (laughs) Yeah, that's what Dana thinks of all the judges and referees at UFC London, as Pam will get us into the tail of the thing.
1: Let's
0: hit it. Proteus or him as the goal. defeats Garantil, and I think Pam was the only one that got this one right. I
1: never said that.
0: Second round, KO, and I mean a KO, not like a TKO, no, but like you got knocked the F out type of KO. Proteus, what say you?
1: Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Pam did get that 100% correct. Um, you know, so Pam had a good uh, a good week. But, uh, yeah, Darren Till, let's talk about that real quickly because the, the word going around, you know, uh, Masvidal having, getting a great win, obviously being clouded by extracurricular activities that we might get into later, DJ Tony. Uh, but I just think this comes down to you, as I mentioned on Thursday's Smack My Picks Up show, Darren Till is uh, fighting at a weight class that he should not be fighting at. Gave Jorge, uh, you know, a great fight. Um, maybe caught Jorge on... Uh, um, you know, sleeping a little bit in the first, but Jorge coming back.
0: Again, no woken up by
1: some of those <laughs> Sleeping? Never mind. Go ahead. I gotcha. Yeah. You know, and and maybe it was the uh, the fact that the fight got stopped or the, the you know, the, the fight started in such a weird way because of the uh, low blow uh, by Jorge Masvidal on Darren Till. I don't, who knows? But fights, fights are fights, man. And you never know what's going to happen. But, yeah, Jorge Masvidal getting the, the win in impressive fashion, like you said, KO second. Um, you know, hit, hit Darren Till with a great punch. Hit him with an even better punch on the way down on the temple. Of course, uh, Darren Till was already out on his feet before that second punch. You know, the the concussive effect of his head, Darren Till's head, hitting the canvas. And then, of course, Jorge coming down with a, another uh, punch on the on the way down on the on the ground. Uh just added to it, man. And and Darren and Till was down for a while. So impressive win by Jorge Masvidal.
0: Jorge Masvidal obviously has won, has lost a lot of decisions in his career. I mean two straight losses to Maya and Thompson. I didn't think he looked good in any one of those. Um split decision to Maya. Uh, I don't know. I mean I thought Damian Maya frankly took pretty good good control of that fight. But let's talk about Darren Till because he has two straight losses. And this guy's a, t- a guy that likes to talk a lot, Proteus. He's not a shy guy, and his voice will crack and say, I swear to God, I'm not scared of anyone. He may not be, but he better work on a little bit on his defense, because he was submitted and clearly out outclassed, in my opinion, um, by Darren, by uh, Ty- <laughs> Darren Woodley, by Tyron Woodley. By the way, my in my defense, there was a uh, a Darren Woodson who played football, and of course he got KO'd by Mahoorah Masvidal. We're certainly not talking a Cody Garbrandt story here, Proteus, but like you said, weight concerns, weight cutting concerns. We do know that weight cutting effectively, you're dehydrating yourself most of the time, if not all the time, and of course. It also dehydrates uh, the brain. What say you about, obviously, you said that, he, that Till should move up. He originally said he was going to move up. Obviously, that's not the case. What happens to him now?
1: Well, look, DJ Tony, this guy, Darren Till, is only 24, 24 years of age. As uh, Jorge Masvidal said, as you, you, uh, we heard in the post-fight, Interview And if you guys have not heard the Amped version of those uh, interviews, go back and listen to that because DJ Tony did a great job putting together the Amped version of uh, the post-site interviews uh, in the cage. Um, I I wanted to talk quickly about Darren Till, yeah, we we talked about the weight issues. We also talked about um, the fact that he was carrying this card in London. You know, another another, – case where you're putting too much maybe putting too much on a guy maybe you're putting too much pressure on him maybe not I, i'm not taking anything away from uh, jorge masvidal he came out looking in the best shape of his life to be honest with you, dj tony i really do think though that there until with the frame that he has and the striking prowess that he does have he would be more suited or best suited moving up to uh 185s and not you know dehydrating himself so much um at this loss, I think DJ Tony and the plus minus of the who moves up, who moves down. I'm sure you're going to ask me that later. Uh, I think this looks <laughs> not so great on Darren Till. That's right, the up-down report. And I think that Darren Till needs to move up and and, and reap the rewards at uh, um, at middle weight that we think that he could he could have. I mean, look at Bobby Knuckles. You know. Anyways, I digress. To you DJ Tony.
0: You know, we've had a lot of success with people moving up recently, right? Yeah. We, you talk about Bobby Knuckles, who was fighting in the welterweight division, and we thought he was a little undersized. goes to show you what we know, <laughs> to move up to the, to the uh, middleweight division. But looking right now at the middleweight division, remember when the middleweight division and the light heavyweight divisions were some of the yeah. – deepest divisions, that's no longer the case, in my opinion. But when you look at the middleweight division, you see Robert Whitaker fortunately going, having surgery. What are we having now? Like you called it, right? Izzy and Kelvin fighting for the title. Yeah. That may not be a bad thing to have Darren Till move in there because that is a, maybe not the deepest division right now.
1: Well, I think a lot of, uh, you know, the Chris Weidmans of, of the division and uh the Luke Rockholds of the division, I think also need to think about uh, a move up in weight class. And I think that if you, if you look at the people who are cutting weight to make 170 pounds and it's detrimental to them, if they move up a weight division and the guys who who were big for uh, 185 move up and and really allow themselves, DJ Tony to flourish and to not have to cut weight and, and bring on, you know, strength. And I think that that's the way that that this sport needs to move into. I mean, the, 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 the whole I'm bigger than you situation seems to be evening out because the fighters are just getting so much better across the board, no matter what weight division you're in. And I'm sure we'll get to the, uh, the co-main event on this card as well, quickly. But uh, I just think that those things are are more evened out now because the fighters are just so much more talented. And if 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 you take it to a jiu-jitsu kind of uh, out, outlook, the smaller guy usually wins because the the bigger guy is is relying on that strength value. And if he can't use that strength value, he loses to the to the smaller guy. And I think that's that's kind of what we need to do, Tony. And we've been saying that for, on this show for years, but well, at least I have that, uh, you know, people need to stop cutting weight. You
0: know, it's interesting that you say that, because just like we, what we've seen, the evolution of the NBA, going from the big man to the smaller guys to the more mobile, right, exactly. position sort of uh, roles, i.e., you know, the Golden State Warriors and, and many others, they're not the first to do this. I think we're going to see this as well in MMA if these fighters are, I don't want to say smart, but like you said, if they're, if they're deciding what's good for their health, Maybe having like you were talking about the um, Chris Weidman's, the Luke Rockholes, These yep. are people that are six four, six five that are fighting in the middleweight division. Maybe they do belong with the John Jones, right, with the, in the light heavyweight division, or maybe, maybe I, not to be blasphemous, but maybe a little heavier going into the heavyweight division because that division, obviously, although younger now, certainly. Um, Listen, not as deep as, as we thought it would be. Let's, let's move up, Proteus, because I do want to tie this in with the, the next fight. Welterweight division heaven here at UFC London. Leon Rocky Edwards defeated our boy, everybody likes, loves Gunny, Gunnar Nelson. Split decision. I didn't see it as a split decision. Frankly, I was shocked by a lot of decisions in this card. But let's get into it. Because it's not only the fight, never mind the fight, which was kind of lackluster, but the fight after the fight, Proteus. Because when we saw the beautiful Laura Sanko interviewing Jorge Masvidal live on ESPN+, Plus, Jorge Masvidal claims he walked with his hands behind his back, and he really did for the first five steps. Then, of course, all hell broke out. What say you, bro? Pro?
1: Honestly, I don't know what Edwards was thinking. Um, first of all, Gunnar Nelson had him mounted for the last minute of that fight. So Gunnar Nelson, again, showing his resiliency. Um, I thought Gunnar, just to touch on this fight real quickly, I thought Gunnar uh, kept his guard low uh, as a karate stance kind of fighter would. His corner implored him to take that guard up and cover his, uh, his face, um, and he just did not do that. Now, I thought that Leon Edwards, towards, as I said, towards the end of the fight, especially in the third round as Gunner came back out with that uh, busted orbital that you mentioned earlier on. And, of course, Leon Edwards delivered another shot, another elbow to Gunner's face. I thought Leon Edwards looked really good for the first two rounds. And then, I don't know, something happened. If we had two more rounds in this particular fight, Tony, I think that Gunner Nelson would have turned the tide and found a way to win this one, uh, even with that blown-out uh, orbital bone. Now, to touch on the I think, the I think you're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely I right on so that well, one. I didn't even
0: think about that one. You're right.
1: Yeah. Uh, and it's unfortunate that we, we didn't see five rounds in this one because, you know, Gunnar Nelson could go five. We, we know that. Um, so let's touch on the extracurriculars, as you mentioned, live on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, Leon Edwards, I I'd, again, I don't know what he was thinking Um running his mouth after that win. I mean, that was not the most impressive win in the world. Yeah. He'd been calling for, or he called for the winner of that particular fight, uh, in his post fight, um, speech, or, you know, with, uh, Dan Hardy. But I, I, again, ending the fight in somebody's mount, like being mounted doesn't, it's not a great look. And then Jorge Masvidal, as you mentioned, he's from the streets. We've talked about this before, you know, uh, Jorge has a, uh, an uh, amateur record on the streets that is quite high, and as he mentioned, I believe in the interview with e s p n uh after that fact um mentioned you know if you come up and you 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 raise your fist to this guy, he's gonna throw back now is it a good look? No, I don't appreciate it. I think Jorge Masvidal saying uh earlier on the week in the media uh week that he he said you know all of this uh People running their mouths and 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 so that kind of WWE uh, style promotion that I've been talking about on this show is going to get somebody hurt real quick. And you know, Jorge Masvidal, you know, did the one two three on Leon Ad- Edwards and uh, cut him up. We we know that he was cut. If you listen to what uh, John Morgan said on his podcast afterwards, uh, you know, Leon Ar- Edwards did did receive uh, a, a cut from those punches. So. It'll be interesting to see what happens to Jorge Masvidal. I think if Conor McGregor can get away with throwing a, a dolly or a hand truck at a bus um, this and, and costing the UFC two or three fights on that card, I think that this one needs to be swept under the uh, the rug as well.
0: You know, it's interesting that you bring that up, because right away when I saw Leon Rocky Edwards doing that thing and interrupting the interview, I was thinking, and this might be wrong, I was thinking about Aliyah Abdelaziz. Does he represent right. him? But he's not. He's represented by Paradigm Sports, which has a lot of huge fighters, including McGregor, et cetera. I'm pretty sure <laughs> you're going to say, "Well, that explains it all." I'm pretty sure Paradigm Sports doesn't have anything to do with this. Although I will say this: top three fighters on their website: Tony Ferguson, Michael Bisping, Conor McGregor.
1: Like I said, this 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 whole ESPN era and and, and what we have seen even before ESPN. If you don't speak out, if you don't say something, you get passed over, and that's unfortunate for these guys.
0: There's got to be a way, Proteus, that this is, does not turn into the WWE. I mean, there's got to be a way because, listen, the WWE, for all their fans and everything they do, it's not, it's not for me, but it's for millions and millions of people. They know it's fake, right? It's, 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 it's an act. This is not an act, and these guys need to get something in control, so that's going to be a little odd. Um, we're certainly not going to the up-down report, but let's go into what's next. Do you want to see Edwards versus Masvidal? Because I don't think it does anything at all for Masvidal. What's the next fight for Leon Edwards?
1: Well, I definitely don't think it's Jorge Masvidal. I mean, uh, I, I think when you when you beat a guy like Darren Till that had been touted by the company and had been given uh, an event to promote you know, in his own home country, you got to give Jorge Masvidal the best guy that, that – Possible because you you do not want to miss um, the wave that is this this Jorge Masvidal. I mean, he looked great. He looked in shape. He looked um, like a world beater. You know, maybe yeah, maybe he had a a, a a slow first round, but that you know those punches that he was putting together, taking absorbing Darren Till's shots and coming back with his own, uh, he's just tough as nails. And I think we need to see him at the top of the division. I don't want to see um, you know, Conor McGregor uh, again uh, against Nurmi. So, uh, you know, let's keep these divisions going. Let's keep them fresh. I mean, uh, Nurmi's going to be out for a while. Maybe Jorge wants to take the summer off. Maybe we do this uh, at the end of the year, you know. Uh, sounds good to me. But not Leon Edwards versus Jorge Masvidal. Uh, I don't think that moves the needle, like you just said. Uh, maybe in the U.K., uh, where Leon Edwards is a little more popular. But up-down report, I mean, Leon Edwards didn't show me anything great at the end of that third round.
0: It's interesting that you say that because Leon Rocky Edwards, who of course at least lives in, in England, he got booed.
1: Birmingham, is. Yeah. So Gunnar Nelson yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. received a much larger ovation than uh, than the person that lives there.
1: Yeah, they didn't say that. They said that Gunnar was try, uh, training mostly out of Iceland on the broadcast. So uh, whether or not Kavanaugh had a lot to do with it is is uh, another thing that we could we could look into. Before we go into
0: the next pipe, you know that I am a fan of sometimes the three-person booth is a little overkill. Clearly, you had Dan Hardy, who's one of the best. John Gooden, who's fantastic, by the way. And I thought it was a little yeah, odd absolutely. having two Brits that do a good job, especially on the breakdowns. I mean, they do an excellent job on their break, breakdowns. And then having, no offense to Paul Felder, I just didn't think he fit in that group. What say you about that? Because I was a little thrown off by...
1: Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, at first, when I was hearing all three, it, it was kind of uh, throwing me off because as you said, uh, Gooden and Hardy work so well together. And of course, I've, I've touted them uh, on previous shows uh, big time. And of course, that's why I had John on the show because uh, I appreciate what he does and, and what he had done in his, his so-called amateur career, like away from the UFC. Um, to be honest... Other than the uh, Ostromir fight, I didn't have a problem with the three-man crew. Um, I thought that everybody on the crew was being patient. We know that John Gooden has worked in a three-man booth before. I thought the most impressive part was that Dan Hardy was actually um, allowing Paul Felder to get his two cents worth in, and then of course um, Gooden would, you know, recap everything and get everything started again, add his two cents, and then and I thought. Those three guys, they worked well together because, you know, Felder's a fighter, a current fighter. Hardy is a a former fighter that has, uh, you know, had championship fights in the past against GSP, and then uh, Gooden being uh, the uh, the consummate professional that he is. Uh, And I do I do believe that you know maybe adding that American voice to the crowd or to the to the booth, DJ Tony may help this group or Dan and and uh, John kind of uh, get into the the atmosphere of the American audience a little bit easier.
0: Ah. Yeah, I didn't think about that at all. Let's go into, um, let's keep the pace going on this one, Proteus, because we wanted to keep it well under an hour. Let's get into light heavyweight fight, to the light heavyweight division we go. And we'll glance over some of this stuff. Bantamweight, Nathaniel Wood defeats Jose Quiñones shout out to Nathaniel Woods that looked really good welterweight like you said you know the tradition is at least in uh in London Claudio Silva defeated Danny Roberts via a phantom verbal tap that was strange Jack Marshman defeated John Phillips Arnold Allen looking good over Jordan Rinaldi Marcia Casey defeating everybody loves Joseph Duffy and uh, the list goes on. I don't want to go too long on this because I really do want to focus on Dominic Reyes defeating Vulcan Ozemir. I said somebody's oh had to go, right, meaning Dominic Reyes because I did the MMA map, which never works, by the way. And clearly he did it again, although split decision, frankly, Proteus, I didn't see it going that way, although I'm a Dominic Reyes fan. I didn't see it going that way. Allegedly... Dominic Reyes' corner went over to the Ozdemir corner before the fight was announced, meaning before um, the uh, the decision was announced. And they were basically saying, hey, congrats. So what say you, Proteus? How did you see it? Vulcan Ozdemir defeated by Dominic Reyes.
1: Yeah, I, I, again, as I mentioned in the, la- the last fight, I had to turn the uh, commentary off of this fight because it was so... Pro Vulcan Ozdemir, especially in going into the second round, <laughs> uh, halfway through the second round, I had to turn it off. I really did, and I had to focus on what was actually happening in the fight. Yeah, oh, Vulcan Ozdemir was moving forward until the third round when Dominic Reyes really started taking it to him. Um, Vulcan Ozdemir, you know, was trying to, you know, fake the, the the takedown and then go up upstairs. Dominic Reyes moving out of the way of that. Yeah, I didn't, I'm not saying that this particular fight was easy for Dominic Reyes to win, but I did see this going all three rounds for Dominic Reyes. I'm going to be honest with you. Vulcan had some success in the first, uh, but Reyes really been, being able to move around and kind of um, keep Vulcan where he needed him to be. Um, throw his shots, yes, they went back and forth a little bit with the, the leg kicks. I thought Reyes, again had um, the better of those exchanges uh, with uh, Ozemir. You, you saw that lead leg getting chewed up by Reyes and that really affecting uh, how, how the ability of, of Vulcan to really throw heavy, heavy leather. But we didn't see Reyes slowing down at all. I thought as the fight went on, we really saw Reyes kind of picking it up, You know, picking his spots, getting that jab in, moving around uh maybe getting the the right hook in as on the on the uh the exit and then of course when when things were in tight he was able to use the the superior wrestling skills that I believe he has um even though we are accrediting uh Dominic Reyes with only a high school wrestling um pedicure, a pedicure in um the UFC but I think that when you get to this level in the UFC that your wrestling game, if, even if you have wrestling in the past, and that's something that you can take and, and really run with and, and, and excel uh, in the UFC. And I thought, great win for Dominic Reyes. I had it going for him, as I said, um, all three rounds, especially the, the third, and, and in, even in the second, I had it going for Reyes as well.
0: Interesting that you say that because I didn't see that Um, That's the first time I saw Dominic Reyes actually going backwards and not forwards. Um, I honestly thought Ozdemir had broken his nose again. I was swayed by the commentary quite a bit, to be frank. Um, So I was relying on that quite a bit. Listen, Dominic Reyes, I think we all on the show have espoused on his behalf, at least in some ways or another, Counting him as a talent that could move up, certainly maybe challenge John Jones, and that's a tall, tall order. There's no doubt about it. But he is finally sure, owning yeah. the UFC Proteus, beating Hokim uh, uh, Hoke Christensen, beating Jeremy Kimball. Not impressive there, but you know what? KO'd the first two, PKO Jared Cannonier, who's no joke, beat OSP, who's up down to say the least, in a unanimous decision. Split decision on this one. Do you least agree that there was that was a split decision, or do you think that was a unanimous decision?
1: Well, I think you could give. If you really wanted to, you could give Vulcan the first round, uh, and you know he he looked. Uh, I give you this. He looked marginally more impressive in the second round. You know, kind of getting Reyes against the cage and um, trying to impose his will and trying to get Reyes tired, but. To be honest with you, if I'm looking at it from uh, my point of view, my eyes, I thought Dominic Reyes did a great job in that fight. And I I, I mean, you could go split decision if you want, make things a little bit more interesting. Um, but over the whole course of the fight, I thought Dominic Reyes did a better job than Vulcan Osemir. And Osemir is supposed to be the big star. So uh, congrats to Dominic Reyes.
0: So let me ask you this, Proteus, and we forgot to do this, what's next for Masvidal. We certainly went slightly into what's next for Edwards. But let's talk about what's next for Dominic Reyes. I was hesitant to post on Twitter and Instagram on whether Dominic Reyes is ready for John Jones because, frankly, I don't think anyone's going to beat John Jones but John Jones, right, his own demons. And I've said that. We've said that on the show plenty of times. But let me ask you this. Is Dominic Reyes... Ready for John Jones?
1: No, no. Of course, he's not ready for John Jones at all. Um, it, it's. It, I think it's going to be exciting for Dominic Reyes to to get into you know the top ten, maybe even the top five. I think if you're the UFC, you take Dominic Reyes and you put him in some challenging fights to get him ready for a guy like John Jones. Again, this is why I call for the Luke Rockholds and uh, of the world and the Chris Weidmans of the world to move up a weight division because those two fights I would have loved to see against John Jones. Of course, uh, DeSantos, I believe should be next. If we're going uh meritocracy speaking. Um, and that's going to be an interesting fight for John Jones as well because of that big power. And of course, as I mentioned on previous shows, you know, uh, the, the, the low kicks of DeSantos could be challenging for John Jones. So, um, no, you, I think you slow play Reyes for a bit. He's at least you know two, three, maybe even four away from John Jones. If if I'm living in a perfect world.
0: So let let me ask you this even, a little bit more. Let, let's let's expound on this just uh, a, a bit. I'm looking at the light heavyweight division. Yeah. You have some future stars possibly, Johnny Walker, yeah. Dominic Reyes. Um, and there's a few, like Tiago Santos, maybe not a future star, but certainly has done well moving up. Let, let me ask you this. Of Johnny Walker, if Johnny Walker and Dominic Reyes was to fight, let's just say Anthony Smith, and we're fans of Anthony Smith, we're biased for Anthony Smith, but if Johnny Walker and Dominic Reyes were to fight Anthony Smith, who wins?
1: I think if you take Johnny Walker and you put him against Anthony Smith he gets the floor uh, Anthony Smith wipes the floor with him. I think if you put Dominic Reyes against uh, Anthony Smith we got a good fight. I mean if that's a, if that's kind of something you want to look at next or maybe in two or maybe in this two fights for Dominic Reyes I'd be down with that because I think Dominic Reyes has that that advantage of of size against Smith uh, and of course uh, as we saw in this particular fight, you know Maybe a little bit of a smarter, tighter fighter, just like Smith is, you know, with the boxing and the and the kicking. Um, and, of course, you know, Reyes having the, a bit of the wrestling advantage, I think, over Smith. I, I would, right now, as much as I love Smith, I would, I would put my money on Reyes again, as I did in this particular fight. Um, and I went against you in this particular fight. And I gave myself a point to you, Tony. I gave myself a point for taking Reyes. Just so you know.
0: Yeah, you did well on that one. go to the up-down report. Sure. Bonus awards awarded. Fight of the night goes to Jorge Masvidal versus Darren Till. We'll get into the Masvidal and what the repercussions should be because he did throw a punch. Performance of the night, Jorge Masvidal and Dan Ige. Dan Ige actually looking really spectacular of late, defeating Danny Henry. Let's talk about this, Proteus. Up-down report. Who moves up? Who moves down?
1: Okay, so let me let me give you some ups. I'm going to take Jorge Masvidal, especially uh, DJ Tony, because of uh, the spot that they were in. Even with the controversy of whatever happened afterwards, again, I want to draw the MMA fans' memory back to when Conor McGregor invaded MSG. Um, he <laughs> cost the UFC multiple fights on that particular card, and I mean, we got a slap on the wrist there. I don't think that you can have these kinds of things happen, especially, I mean, we look at what Nurmi did. That was in Nevada. He jumped out of the cage and attacked somebody. Yes, he got, uh, you know, what, six months and a, and a big fine. Um, look, this was after the fact. It was in the back unfortunately it got caught on camera that's where jorge um kind of has a problem and kind of has i mean an, an advantage as well because maybe <laughs> that gets him more fans i mean let's be honest donny i don't i'm not a fan of this particular stuff happening but you know and apparently neither is jorge but he's ready to throw down if he needs to throw down also up in my mind dominic reyes this guy's got to be moving up in your mind because uh you know Vulcan – was at the top of the the division. Maybe he's not looked so great as of late, but Dominic Reyes has. He's been looking really good. Um, I think the stock is a lot lower on on Leon Edwards, even though that's my down report, DJ Tony. My down report on this one is Leon Edwards. Not only did he run his mouth against Jorge Masvidal and get owned, um, but he he looked good for two rounds. And then Gunnar Nelson was taken over that fight, so... In my opinion, DJ Tony, even even in the win, Leon Edwards moves down.
0: Just alone, just looking at the welterweight division, you've got champion Kamaru yeah. Usman, who's legit, followed by Tyron Woodley. I hope he's not. Age catches up to everyone. I hope that's not the case, but could have been, right? Colby Covington ranked two, followed by Till, Thompson, Los Angeles, Askren. Askren actually moved up incredibly high for one fight. Ponzinibbio, we don't know what's going on there. Javi Lawler. Damian Maya, who's, heck, getting closer to my age. Leon Edwards, Jorge Masvidal at 11. That certainly looks, that's going to change a little. Not sure how much that's going to change. By the way, Gunny Nelson at 13 behind Neil Magny and Eliziel Dos Santos, who has looked spectacular of late. Let's get into the light heavyweight division because we are talking Dominic Reyes and uh, Johnny Walker. Cormier, believe it or not, ranked one. We know Bones Jones, of course. The champ, Gustafson, who's already fought Jones twice at two. Tiago Santos made a huge leap. Anthony Smith dropping a four. Jan Wakovitz, Volkan Ozdemir, who takes another loss. He's three and three in the UFC. Corey Anderson, Dominic Reyes, Alir Latifi, Jimmy Manua, Glover Teixeira, OSP, Johnny Walker. That needs to change, my friend. I don't know what's going to happen there, but certainly something needs to change there. Up-down report on my eyes, got to give it up to Jorge Masvidal. Also going to give the down report to Jorge Masvidal because repercussions must happen. Something's going to happen. I doubt that the QFC and ESPN would just let it slide. It doesn't look good, especially allegedly in a larger audience. Allegedly, because we don't have those numbers. So I give up-down report both up to Jorge Masvidal and down. Got to give a huge props like you gave to Dominic Reyes. Up report. Daniel Wood. Up report. Down report on this one. Proteus. Joseph Duffy. I think everyone likes Joseph Duffy. Not sure what's going on with his career. Hasn't looked good of late. What say you about Joseph Duffy? Because we know famously Joseph Duffy was, I think, gave Conor McGregor his first loss. I could be wrong, but certainly was the last man to defeat McGregor before losing to Diaz and Nermy. What say you on
1: Joseph Duffy? I think you have to give it to... Uh, to DeCasey though right like uh, getting getting the uh, the toughest journeyman of of Duffy out of there i mean well, they didn't feed de Duffy because they wanted to give the uh, an easy fight of course we know that you know DeCasey's not looking great over the past couple of fights but you give him a uh, uh, a tough dude in the Joseph Duffy he goes out there and gets the decision. Up report for me for Mark Casey. Uh what about Joe Duffy? I mean, dude, when you're in the in this sport for a long period of time, uh, the, the the fighters are gonna catch up to you. As tough as you are, as you know, as as good as your chin might be, as good as a um you know, uh, an elusive fighter or a a, a, a fighter that can can take advantage of a guy's, uh, someone else's mistakes. It's going to catch up to at some point. The youth is going to come up. I'm not, I look, I love Joe Duffy. I mean, we've, we've talked about him a number of times on this show in the past, and he's kind of one of these guys that you, you just expect to, uh, you know, fade away and, and never have the fact of a uh, championship status, but tough as nails and, and one of those guys that you always want to watch, kind of like a Cowboy Cerrone.
0: I mean, clearly, yes. Mark Casey, which we thought was extremely talented, going 12-0 and before losing. Actually, he won his first three UFC fights, lost right. his next three. He lost three straight to Dakar Close, Dan Hooker, Nasrod Haveras. I can never get his name right, Brodius. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. He was on the verge of getting cut. Now, is Joseph Duffy on the verge of getting cut?
1: I think that's the kind of guy you want to keep around. You know, uh, and until until Duffy wants to stop doing it, I think that's a guy you you want to keep around. Again, like I just said, you know it, the Casey was able to get the win, but he got the win by decision uh, against a really really tough guy who brings it every single time. You you want those put those young guys up against the wolves? Uh, that's the kind of guy you want to put them up against. So I say Duffy has a contract in the UFC until uh, he doesn't want it anymore.
0: I think that's fair because he's very well-liked and certainly has a little bit of pedigree yeah. beating of uh, McGregor. Let's get into a little bit of the future. So let's go into the news, which we haven't done in quite some time. But I want to get into this. A couple of fight announcements were announced. One, a little taken aback, to be frank. Um, but Rose Namajunas, of course, well-reported. She will fight Jessica Andrade Um at UFC 237, May 11th, so we still have a ways to go. This will be in Brazil, so yeah. a little worried about Rose Namajunas there. And of course, um, Jessica I gets the nod. And you know I'm a huge Jessica I fan, but gosh, she gets a title fight against uh, Valentina Shevchenko. I keep thinking, Antonina, yep. Valentina Shevchenko. There's no doubt about it. Listen, Jessica I, Proteus went effectively 1-5, and five. lost to Alexis Davis, mind you, in the Bantamweight division because that's all they had, beat Leslie Smith where poor Leslie Smith's ear was about to fall off, lost to Misha Tate, lost to Juliana Pena, lost to Sir McMahon, lost to Betch Hey, I'm sorry, but Betch has become a little bit of a gatekeeper. Then three straight wins, decision wins. Keep in mind, most of these decisions, except mm-hmm. for TKO over Leslie Smith, Right. Beat Kalindra Faria, split decision. Beat Jessica Rose Clark. By the way, shout out to Jesse Jess, Jessica Rose Clark on the, on the IG. Good Lord. And then split decision victory over Caitlin Shagagian. Not sure that that's the case. Are you on board with Jessica I fighting Valentina Shevchenko?
1: Well, I'm a, as on board as the UFC is. I mean, we've got to throw somebody at Shevchenko in this division, right? I mean, um, again, it's just throwing bodies in front of, uh, someone we think is going to continue to win, uh, for, for the next, you know, foreseeable future. Um, I think Shevchenko is, is a much better fighter, uh, than I, um, maybe not as well rounded in the wrestling game, but, um, I don't think that uh, I has a chance here, to be honest with you. If we're going to do smack my picks up on, on this show, I just don't think she has a chance, but um, you got to feed, you got to keep this division rolling, Tony. Curious to see
0: one last thing before we're out of here. I'm, I'm just curious to see so some of the two classiest fighters in the women's division, let alone in the women's flyweight division, in my opinion, Roxanne Montefiore. And, uh, and I don't know if you saw this post, but I just posted it up talking a little bit of smack to Antonina Shevchenko. Antony of Shevchenko going back a bit at Roxy, saying they're going to knock, that she's going to put her to sleep and then have tea with friends. I'm not sure how I feel about this track, bro. it is because I don't know if they just want to get a little amped on this fight. No pun intended, by the way, pun intended, or, or what it is, but I'm just – I'm not sure that this is the kind of, again, going back to the whole Jorge Masvidal and just trash talking and then, you know, the sport becoming a little circusy. i I'm not sure anyone wants to see that kind
1: of trash talk.
0: What say you about that? Did you even see that at all?
1: Yeah, I saw the repost that you did on the IG, um, on the Amp Radio Um instagram and look listen i think that like you like like we've been saying if you want to get noticed you want to get some talk on espn and roxy has always been the kind of person that's going to uh you know dress up whether it be at weigh or, or 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 whatever kind of to get your goat um but now she can't do that at weigh so now this is the kind of stuff that we need to see because they can't be themselves the fighters cannot show personality uh they're all fit into this reebok box um, I don't know if it went too far, Tony. I, I I don't like to to see this kind of stuff. But if you want to get noticed, and you're kind of a person like Roxy, who's you know never uh, didn't didn't win the Ultimate Fighter, got a chance against uh, the to be the champ, and then you know just kind of falling short. You gotta you gotta not only do people love you, but you gotta take it to the next level so that the casual fans uh, have something to attach to as well. So. Um, it's promotion and I don't know where it steps over the line and where it doesn't. As we close the
0: show, what do you have for either Twitter follow of the second part of the week or an IG follow of the week?
1: Well, uh, Tony, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately and uh, I've been really intrigued by uh, the Neil deGrasse Tyson science talk. Uh, Go and check it out. It's not always hosted by Neil deGrasse Tyson but he is on there quite often and, uh, you know, uh, it's it's good to hear much smarter people speak about things that are going on in the world and how the world works uh, in order to expand your horizon. So I do recommend that 100%. I think Neil deGrasse Tyson is, along with Elon Musk, one of the two smartest people uh, that I've heard speak in the last little while.
0: Listen, and I want to give a shout out to Michael Bisping. He will go into the UFC Hall of Fame Proteus. They made a big deal out of it and I think rightly so because he had a I think he was a Hall of Famer even before he won the belt. Let's quickly get into that because I forgot. Michael Bisping of course at Michael Bisping in the IG and of course at Bisping on Twitter. So that will be my Twitter follow of the week. Shout out to him. But let's get into this Proteus quickly. UFC Hall of Famer, what what say you when you think of what do you remember the most when you think of Michael Bisping? Because I remember him <laughs> KOing <laughs> Luke Rockhold and then being intoxicated. Uh, what's a, What do you remember about Michael Bisping's career?
1: Well, I'm, I'm going to bring it all the way back to the beginning. Uh, I remember him being on The Ultimate Fan of him um, at first and then allowing uh, Michael Bisping to uh, make me not a fan. And I think that's kind of uh, one of the things that... Michael Bisbing was so great at, you know, you either wanted to to watch him to see him win, or you wanted to watch him to see him lose. He was great at running his mouth. He was great at, you know, cutting a promo, and he needed to be. He needed to see the guy across uh, the ring or the octagon from him as his enemy. Even in Fight Week promotion, uh, that was something that ne- he needed to have uh, in order to um, unleash. Um, what he needed to unleash to either get the win or, or, or uh, you know, to sometimes fall by the wayside. You know, in the in the the big fights, he he did falter, uh, and then he got that chance as you mentioned against uh, Luke Hochold, um and and succeeded. Knock him out. <laughs> um, um, but again, I do want to I do want to stress that um, congratulations to him. He was. Besides Dan Hardy, uh, and of course he did take the the um, you know the kind of um, the responsibility for the UK off of Dan Hardy's hands when Dan Hardy could not fight, um, and he 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 became the face of um, UK MMA, and uh, I think you cannot um, underestimate what he has meant. Uh, to the UK for um, the development of MMA Um, yes he took his talent uh, to Los Angeles um, but his his what he did in that country um, cannot be undermined and yes he's I knew he was going to be in the Hall of Fame it's great to put him in the Hall of Fame right now because you know why he's on ESPN he's a commentator and he's on that desk so why not make big up him right now it's good for business you know what I'm saying
0: totally agree and here here i mean you couldn't have said it better proteus let's get out of here but before we leave i want to give a quick shout out to eric del fiero who put up a post it's a captain jack sparrow quote but it's actually kind of uh, i thought was apropos the problem is not the problem the problem is our attitude about the problem so shout out to eric del fiero there proteus not to get deep proteus and let's get out of here I love it. Hey, I'm not surprised,
1: motherfuckers.